Hey everyone! Welcome to another episode of The Radium Girls. Before we get into today's episode, I know that Christmas is over and, you know, we're all done with the holiday stuff, but I have a gift for you and I wanted her to open it here on camera with you guys. So her reaction is raw. She has not seen this. Um, it's not much, but it's something that well, I got myself one too, so we both have the same thing. But it's not much, but I, 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 you'll see. It's a nice gesture, whatever it yeah. is. <laughs> so, Nicole, mine. No, you can open it. Just like open it. It's not <laughs> wine. Dang. <laughs> Ooh. Hit it. It's kind of weird. Ooh. A car. I love it. Yeah. Dang, man. I've been, like, wanting, like, a custom pile. That's cool. Really? Look. Hold on, let me see if y'all can see it. Yeah. That's cool. This Aww. glows in the dark. <laughs> oh, it glows in the dark? Yes. That's even cool. Oh, I wonder if we turn the lights. Oh, it doesn't. Oh. I'll get up and I'll turn the lights off and see if we can see them glow in the dark. Yeah. Eat. Heck yeah, I'm gonna be drinking out of this. Yes. You like it? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I've been so excited because I was like, I don't know if this is possible because this is our design. Like, Valerie designed yes. this. I don't know if, if y'all y'all knew that or not. I don't know if we've told y'all. Mm -mm. But Valerie designed that. This is our faces. She took both of our faces and merged them together. Yeah. Um, so eventually we're gonna, you know, maybe do something special with that. But I figured we'd start with a yeah. cup. That's so cool. Yay! <laughs> I like them. I think they're, they're good. I, too. I like them. Yeah, so I hope you like it. I do. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. You're so sweet. Yeah. Let's get into today's story. All right. So when we think of Bigfoot and the history of Bigfoot, we think of something like 1950s. Big hairy man lives in the woods. Well, today we'll take you on a journey through the origins of Bigfoot. The Epic of Gilgamesh is famous for being the oldest narrative in writing. It was recorded around 2700 BC. It tells a story of Gilgamesh, a king of Uruk and Enkidu, who is a wild man. Wild man is the usual terminology for a Bigfoot-like creature from ancient times up past the Middle Ages. Enkidu is very large and very strong, who is covered with hair and does not live in civilized society knows of all the animals, was raised and lives among them. He has no knowledge of human society or its structure. This sounds oddly specific to what we know as Bigfoot. In 500 BC, the historian Herodotus spoke about hairy monsters in Libya. In the Greek and Roman traditions, there are stories of half-man, half-beast creatures called satyrs. The legend of Bigfoot also existed long before the white man arrived in the New World. The coastal Native American tribes of British Columbia had carved totem poles and face masks which had clear references to a man-beast. The masks were carved into an image of ferocious-looking creatures known as buckwas or the wild man of the woods. These were actually really cool-looking things. Oh, like, really? I found it to be pretty cool. Sounds kind of scary. Yeah, they were terrifying. In the late 1890s, near the Chetco River in southern Oregon, a dozen lodgers and their families encountered a great beast with disastrous results. 
The men would wake each morning to find their freshly cut timber, which was so heavy that it would need three men to move, would be carelessly scattered around like matchsticks. Huge human footprints were left in the mud surrounding the logs. The men would follow the footprints through the torn shrubs and uprooted saplings until they disappeared. That night, they were awakened by shrill screams of something not quite human nearby. One man grabbed a rifle and lit a torch and headed towards the sound into the night. Several men would quickly follow. A short time had passed before the first man came rushing back, collapsing in terror in front of the men who were following not far behind. He frantically described a hairy monster about eight feet tall with yellow eyes, fangs, and hands like a man. The next night, two men decided to try to track and kill the hairy monster. They grabbed their loaded rifles and a small lantern and headed into the darkness behind the campsite. The men that stayed behind would later hear screams and shrieks, followed by the sound of gunfire, then silence. <laughs> when the two men did not return, the other loggers grabbed lanterns and torches and fired shots in the air while they searched for the two men. About half a mile from the camp, they stumbled upon a scene of a desperate struggle. Their friends were torn apart, scattered all over the area. <laughs> oh, crap. Mm -hmm. They had been slammed against trees uh -oh, and torn apart and shredded by something with incredible strength. That kind of does remind me of that love. I was about to say, what's this make you think mm -hmm. of? Blood was dripping everywhere. The only evidence of the creature responsible were bloody footprints leading into the thick of the woods. See, this Bigfoot didn't know how to cover up his tracks. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> that, that, those yetis, though, those snow yetis. Right? They need to take some um, tips. <laughs> Needless to say, the loggers left the campsite. <laughs> Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Professional hunters would return to the area in the days following, but found no signs of the creature. Okay, he went back and covered his footprints. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> there are many stories surrounding Bigfoot encounters. Some are more notable than others. The most notable story of Bigfoot, which led to the actual naming of the creature Bigfoot, is that of Jerry Crew in 1958. Jerry was working on a construction site and claimed to stumble across tracks that were about 20 inches in length. He would have a friend come and plaster the print to show the community. This would draw the attention of the media and led many Bigfoot hunters to California to search for the mysterious creature. Although this story turned out to be a hoax, it became the most notable story in history regarding Bigfoot. How dare you? That's why people mm -hmm. don't believe. Yeah. I did look further into his story to see if I wanted to bring it in our story today, but it was just so outrageous that I was I don't want to give him any more attention. It's like... The, the links he went to, to to make this story up. Mm. However, the first video evidence of Bigfoot was from a 1967 film labeled as the Patterson-Gimlin film. The video shows a creature that is supposedly Bigfoot walking in the forest. If you haven't seen this video, we'll insert it. But it's pretty cool. I don't know. I, I think it could be real. It's from 19, 1967. So mm, sketchy. <laughs> yeah. You're skeptical of it? Mm -hmm. I'm skeptical of everything, though. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of one of those things that's like, out of all these years, 
how are you the person to catch Bigfoot on film? Yeah. But, I mean, there's tons of videos of people thinking they caught Bigfoot, so it could mm-hmm. be. But the biggest reason people believe it's actual evidence of Bigfoot is the way that the creature walks. One of the videographers claimed the film was analyzed by special effects department in a professional studio, and the staff concluded the video would be nearly impossible to fake. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we'll put the video in here now and tell us what you think. I feel like I could do that. You could fake it? I feel like I could fake it. You want to try? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, he, like, looks back, you know. And he ain't even, like, scared. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's suspect, that's for sure. I don't know. It could be fake. He don't look eight feet. Eight or seven. Eight. Eight. But then again, I don't know. I don't know. It it's it. I think it could be real because did they have that good of a bodysuit in nineteen sixty seven? I'm sure someone can make. I guess them. they could have if you yeah. think about like you know, um, probably Chewbacca or something. in yeah. Star Wars or something. You know, <laughs> let us know what you think about this film. Some claims have seen nests created by Bigfoot similar to a campsite. The trees would be twisted and snapped as high as eight foot from the ground. Definitely too high for humans to do. And we're talking about trees as thick as a man's wrist. That's impossible to be man-made. So, like, you picture a tree that's, like, 12 foot tall, go eight foot up, and then it's just snapped in half like this. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, every time I walk through the woods, I look for trees like that. <laughs> I do. And then the twisted part, it's like they're twisted. And you know how, like, you try to twist a branch off or, like, a a small little limb, twig or something off of the tree, but it's so fresh that you have to, like, twist it and work it? Mm-hmm. That's what these trees are like. They'll twist them and bend them in half. Yeah. Definitely not man-made if it's, you know, thick, like, three or four inches thick. And Why are they killing these trees? Well, I mean, ask the humans that question. I think well, Bigfoot, I mean, big, Bigfoot's big feet are doing less damage than the humans. Well, yeah. But when it comes are, to that What are their reasons? I, they uh, live there. I had, had a theory that um, they do that for tracking purposes. Mm. Like, that they've been here, or this is my territor- territorial purposes. Like, so that, you know, if a Bigfoot, another Bigfoot stumbles upon it, and it's, you know... Not the way that they break their trees. That's their territory. <laughs> or if they're, like, traveling from, you know, one side of the country to the other side, they can mark their way as they go. Or say yeah. that, or they can show that they're, hey, there's a Bigfoot nearby. If you need some shelter from the humans, come <laughs> find me. It's their signature. <laughs> yeah, it could be. The, tw- the ones that are broken in half could mean one thing. The ones that are twisted could mean another. And then you'll see these nests where it's kind of like, we'll insert a picture here. But it's like a little, like... Like a little tent made out of trees. Hmm. It's pretty interesting. Okay. So that's my theory about it. Speaking of theories, let's talk about some of the conspiracies revolving around Bigfoot. One conspiracy is that the government secretly removed burnt Sasquatch corpses from Mount St. Helen after the 1980 eruption. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
A few witnesses would report that they saw several helicopters carrying off the remains of several Sasquatches from the area. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mount St. Helens has been a hotspot for Bigfoot sightings since 1920s. A nearby gorge was even eventually named Ape Canyon due to the sightings. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Didn't know all that. Poor little Sasquatches got exploded. <laughs> exploded. <laughs> they got exploded. That's why there ain't no more. Mm-hmm. They're oh, rare. They're still here. I was supposed to say. <laughs> they're a rare species. Endangered. Mm-hmm. Some theories suggest that Bigfoot are really highly evolved species. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Like humans. While others say they are demonic creatures. I don't believe, believe it. I believe you do? it too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't believe it. <laughs> Some theorists believe the government has been experimenting on the Bigfoot and using them for military purposes, such as using them as weapons. While others claim that there is a secret organization testing mind control on them. The government will do anything, I believe it. Yeah, for <laughs> real. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They are kept alive on covert military bases and studied by scientists in order to understand their physical hindrances, such as being able to breathe, talk, or see, and also to understand how evolution failed with these creatures because they have many similarities with humans. This is mostly based on the premise that both humans and Bigfoot have a similar DNA structure. That's kind of like the Neanderthals, um... They went extinct. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have a lot in me too. <laughs> so we're, we're still here. <laughs> so it's really, this part fascinates me and also why I had that theory on Dyatlov Pass, mm-hmm. like with the government base and stuff, because it could be a situation where they are studying, you know, mind control and maybe it was some sort of an ape that they're crossbreeding it with humans and trying to experiment mind control on them and forcing them to you know like go out into the wild but maybe that explains why they're breaking these trees in a certain way or twisting them in a certain way because these scientists are telling them to do that to see you know, starting out small, you know, and eventually working their way up or whatever. But I also don't fully believe in that theory just because of the history and how long Bigfoot has been, not just, quote, Bigfoot, but Sasquatch, you know, and the Bukwas and the other different types of these kind of creatures. So that's why I don't fully believe the Military and government theory, I think it could be possible that these creatures were already here and they captured them. Yeah. And I believe they would started, if they would catch them. Yes, and started them. doing this, mm-hmm. these experiments on them. Mm-hmm. They would do it to anything. I agree, yep. <laughs> and there was another um, little tidbit that I, when I was researching this about the DNA that there was this scientist that, you know, claims she had extracted bigfoot dna but nobody like like nobody believes her but she can't match it and nobody can match it to anything so it could be very Mm -hmm. true it's kind of another one of those little conspiracies many people also think the government is attempting to create like a new species or modify humans to be able to live in extreme conditions and i could see that being true with the yeti one Mm -hmm. you know 
because negative 17 to 22 degrees Fahrenheit, I think it was, something like that. 13 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit, negative. Yeah, I can see that. So maybe they are just an experiment. <laughs> the most popular theory is that Bigfoot is an alien. The theories assert that a race of aliens landed on Earth thousands of years ago and interbred with humans and created Bigfoot. This would also explain why no bodies have ever been found because they do not support DNA evidence and are missing bones due to genetic tampering by extraterrestrial aliens. This theorizes that the myth of Bigfoot is a government-invented lie to keep people from discovering the remains of ancient alien species. Bigfoot was not discovered in the wild by scientists, but rather in research facilities. One theory is that the U.S. government has an interest in keeping it a secret to prevent a public panic. I mean, didn't they do that with the aliens (laughs) in general? Conspiracy forums frequently discuss the location of bodies as part of this conspiracy. There are also various conspiracy theorists who link Bigfoot with the Illuminati and secret societies, though many say that they do not know anything about these connections themselves. Mm. That's what the Illuminati would say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's also a conspiracy theory about Bigfoot using tunnels on the West Coast. Gigantopithecus evolved into modern-day Bigfoot. Some believe that Bigfoot survived in remote areas aided by its ability to live off plant life and survive in harsh climates. Bigfoot is one of the most famous conspiracy theories and one of the most popular topics in modern day society. So jumping back to them using like the conspiracy about them using tunnels on the West Coast, another theory is that they can teleport. So I think that theory kind of is the other opposite hand of the teleport theory because there's there's theories that there's just, you know, they're able to show up over here on the West Coast and then all of a sudden they're over here, you know, on the East Coast somewhere or in the mountains in the middle of the U.S., somewhere like that. So theories are out there that they can teleport or have that ability, but then that's where the tunnel theory comes in, that they're using tunnels to get from point A to point B. A lot of wild theories out there about Bigfoot, I'm telling you. Yeah. One very odd account that was supposedly truly investigated by the CIA's Project Blue Book UFO mission allegedly occurred in 1966 at Presque Isle State Park along Presque Isle Bay on Lake Erie in Pennsylvania. On the evening of July 31st, 1966, some visiting tourists were driving at a beach there when their car got stuck in the sand and one of them went to go get a tow truck. A passing police car stopped to help them and came back a little later to check on them. That was when the four tourists and two police officers all witnessed a strange light over a patch of nearby forest and the policeman and one man from the group named Douglas Tibbetts went to check it out as the others waited behind. Things would get very strange from there. The investigating group had only walked a few hundred yards when they could hear the car honking wildly behind them. When Tibbetts and the two officers got there, the others were very agitated and scared. They would claim that they had seen what they described as a dull black shape, bigger than a man, big head and shoulders, arm-like appendages, no hands, no visible face, as though it had its back turned. Um, that sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. No face. <laughs> no hands? No hands? Well, I can see the face if his back was turned, but no hands? Mm-hmm. 
Where were those hands? The creature had appeared in front of the car to loom over them before moving off into the night and the direction of where the mysterious light had been seen. Um, it came to the car. (laughs) (laughs) After this, a craft with blinking orange and red lights had allegedly come down to land on the beach while tracking the figure with a beam of light. Aliens? Mm Hmm? Police would go back to investigate the following morning to find some anomalous triangular indentations in the sand, somewhat corroborating what the woman said they had seen. Sound familiar? With the lights? Aliens? Like Diet Love Pass? Oh, the orange lights. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How crazy. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What was going on here? For some reason, the year 1973 would produce numerous reports of what appeared to be Bigfoot and UFOs together. From the files of researcher and author Albert S. Rosales come several that occurred in early September of that year. One of these happened near Penn Township, Pennsylvania, when three women driving along through a wooded area passed by a massive rectangular object that appeared to be metallic and was resting upon the ground. It was such an odd sight that they stopped the car to see what it was, and at that instance, a ramp descended from the craft. As the women looked on in awe, three seven-foot-tall, hairy, ape-like creatures reportedly came barreling out of the craft down the ramp to go running off into the woods. That same month, on September 27, 1973, two girls playing outside in Beaver County, Pennsylvania, were startled to see an eight-foot-tall, hairy humanoid with glowing eyes run past them in the woods. According to the witnesses, it was holding some sort of glowing sphere in its hands. One of the girl's fathers went to investigate and came back visibly frightened, although he refused to say what he had seen. Interestingly, it would turn out that other locals had seen a silvery object shooting a beam down into the woods at approximately the same time as the sighting. Pennsylvania has a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the following month, one well-known such report occurred on the night of October 21st, 1973, when Miss Rafa Heightfield and her 13-year-old son were asleep in their trailer in Cincinnati, Ohio. When Heightfield woke in the middle of the night to get a glass of water, she claims that she saw a series of inexplicable lights out in the parking area, one of them being a cone-shaped construction of light. When she peered outside to see what the lights were, she reportedly saw a huge ape-like beast with grayish hair covering its body, which then entered the light before it and the UFO shot off into the night. In the same year, there was the report from a group of farmers in Fayette County, Pennsylvania, who claimed to have seen a huge UFO about 100 feet in diameter, next to which were standing two hairy ape-like creatures with arms that dangled past their knees with glowing green eyes. So, what if they are aliens? Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the farmers allegedly fired at them with his rifle, after which one of them raised its arm and the UFO shot off into the sky. The two hulking brutes remained, appraised the men for a moment, and then ran off into the forest. Such completely bizarre and surreal cases, as well as talk as Bigfoot in relation to UFOs in general, had generally rubbed those in cryptozoology the wrong way. Talking about such things will get you laughed out of most Bigfoot conventions at best. So my my big question is, um, 
How far is Pennsylvania? Because I really want to go there. I know. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They got a lot of stuff going on over there. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like they got two of, you know, really cool things. They got mm-hmm. aliens and they got Bigfoot. Right, yeah. You put them together. Got a lot of activity over there. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So, speaking of Bigfoot conventions... There are conventions and conferences surrounding Bigfoot in many states across the U.S., but there's one right here in Texas. Jefferson was declared the Bigfoot capital of Texas by town proclamation on February 12, 2018 by the mayor, Carrie Heaster Jr. Jefferson has been the host city of the annual Texas Bigfoot Conference organized by the Texas Bigfoot Research Center since 2001. The Bigfoot Conference was founded by Craig Woolheater in 2001 after he attended a Bigfoot Conference in Ohio. He thought that since Texas didn't have anything like this, he would start his own conference. Pre-COVID, the conference would host anywhere from 350 to 400 people a day over the course of a weekend. Now, Craig himself also has had his own Bigfoot experience. He claims that he was driving through central Louisiana down the road. It was nighttime, and he saw what appeared to be a Bigfoot walking down the side of the road. So, he had his own experience. Hmm. So, I imagine that's probably what led him to, you know, go to a convention all the way in Ohio. For real. Mm Mm-hmm. There are speakers from all over that would fly in to discuss evidence supporting the facts that Bigfoot is real. Even the host of Finding Bigfoot on Animal Planet, Cliff Barockman, has spoken at the Bigfoot conference. They just had their 20th year in business this past December. They even have organizations that come all year round that would go into the swamps around Jefferson to look for evidence of Bigfoot. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. This, um, I, I don't remember what he is for the town, but there was this other, um, this, one of these videos I watched researching, there was this guy that, um, he went, I guess, to some sort of garage sale or something like that. I don't know. And there was a big statue of Bigfoot and he had to have it and brought it back to Jefferson just to be there for the conference. Like, no. this man just was shopping, you know, garage sales or thrift stores or something. And then he saw this big old statue of Bigfoot. He had to bring it back. So, we'll insert a picture. It's pretty cool. Hmm. I mean, if I had the money, I'd probably get one too. A, sta- a Bigfoot statue? You put it in the woods out back. Oh, yeah. That would be good. <laughs> yes. That would be funny. <laughs> scare some people keep them away Mm -hmm. yeah that's the story of bigfoot so cover the history some conspiracy theories about Mm -hmm. them some other stories about it i remember (laughs) when i was a kid the um the legend of boggy creek is it's a movie a really old movie about surrounding bigfoot but (laughs) i don't know why this part of the movie scared me but there's a part of the movie if you haven't watched it sorry but there's a part of the movie where this man goes to the restroom and he's sitting on the toilet and then it's like bigfoot i remember it as bigfoot reaching his arm through the window and like trying to grab this man while he's on the toilet Mm -hmm. but now that i watched it in my adult years it's just him going like Here's my hand, and no backing down. It's literally just like a peekaboo. Here's my hand. I'm going, and this guy like gets up, he freaks out, and runs in the hallway, falling down, stumbling and stuff. I guess maybe his dramatics made me more scared of it too. Yeah, but it was so funny. <laughs> I grew up listening about stories about Bigfoot and all this stuff. So I, this was a fascinating story to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like Bigfoot stories. Yeah, your thoughts on it? 
Um, don't know what I believe still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know, just one of those hard things to accept. But mm-hmm. I like it. It's fun. It's fun you stories. think he's real? I don't know. No. Do not know, but I would go searching. <laughs> <laughs> For evidence, at least. At the very least. I would go out. That sounds like a good day. <laughs> I would go to a convention. We cool. should go to Jefferson when, it, yeah. when they do the organizations for their, like, going around the swamps and stuff mm-hmm. to look for evidence. We should do that. It'll be fun. Yeah. And then we should go to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. See some UFOs and some Bigfoot. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah. I do believe, believe that Bigfoot is real. The history of Bigfoot is definitely a lot of, there's a lot of different Mm -hmm. ideals out there that could be true. And I'm not sure which one I would believe more so. Mm -hmm. I guess I'd probably lean a little more towards either the alien, just because aliens, but also just, you know, aliens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or just some sort of evolution type thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm leaning towards, one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you believe? So yeah, before we get into our question of the day, don't forget to like our uh, video, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcasts, leave us a five-star review on our podcast sites, um, head over to our Facebook page, send us a message, drop us a comment, let us know what you want us to cover next. Also send us your questions and we'll answer it on our next video. Mm-hmm. So. We have a question today? Yes, we do. All right. Lay it on me. All right. What is the pettiest thing you've ever done to someone to get back at them? Uh-oh. Um, do you have one? I do have one. All right. You start. Because okay. I'm trying to filter through. <laughs> so this happened back in high school. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so it was like, let's say me and like three other friends. Okay. We're all friends, but then this one friend, she kind of effed up, and she did something to betray us all. Oh, gosh. (laughs) She did something really messed up. And so, to get back at her, we um, got pictures of her car and put it on Craigslist for sale really cheap. (laughs) And put her phone number and everything. (laughs) And she kept getting phone calls. (laughs) I mean, that's that's a nice petty thing to do. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so I mean, funny. It was, it was pretty great. Oh my <laughs> She was gosh. so mad. I think I was like on MySpace or something. She was like, who did this? <laughs> like, oh. people keep calling me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think she ever found out it was us. I mean, she won't I know. feel like it. <laughs> we're not friends anymore, but... <laughs> Um, I feel like she might have had an idea. It might have been us, but she never said anything. Or, but that that was that was pretty petty. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty petty. You, you don't mess with us. It okay. makes me wonder, like, what specifically did she do? And then we threw all her shit on the front lawn because she was kind of <laughs> living with a friend for a little bit. Wow, that yeah. was worth it. She deserved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not. Like, we slashed her tires or anything. Yeah, that's true. She just had some annoying phone calls. Yeah. <laughs> that is too funny. Mm-hmm. So, you got one? Oh, man. I don't know where to start. Hey, everyone. Future Sarah popping in here because I know I said that I I couldn't think of anything that I've done that's petty. I'm not really that petty of a person. Um, <clears throat> so... <laughs> 
I have recently, after we recorded that episode, I've recently done something petty, and I wanted to share it with you guys because I thought it was hilarious. It's not big or anything, but um, <clears throat> so I have one of those Roku TVs in my bedroom, and I don't really watch TV in my room a lot, so every now and then I'll log into it and watch like YouTube or something like that, but I recently got Hulu. And I've been binge watching several shows, so I decided to log in to it on my TV and um, while I like put up laundry or something like that. Anyway, so I haven't logged into Hulu on this TV in, I don't ever have, like, I've never had Hulu really, so um, the last time I logged in was apparently like seven or eight years ago, and I was still logged into my ex's account on there somehow don't know how because every other app like youtube anytime i haven't logged into that for a long time it'll completely sign me out same with like netflix <clears throat> neither one of those they, they'll log me out and so i have to log back in hulu mm -mm. logged into his account still so <laughs> i was like "Ooh, what could i do to be petty <laughs> um i've known him for like 12 years something like that so i know what he watches and i i mean yeah so i went to like his list and also what he had been watching like the keep watching continue watching or whatever and saw what he was watching and everything that he was into or is into right now and i'm like well, he's still watching the same stuff that he's been watching for forever so <laughs> i went in there and i was gonna try to like take everything off of his list, but I couldn't figure out how to do that. So I was like, I'm just going to add stuff to his list. Um, I went and found the most romantic movies, the most sappy movies, girly, anything, <clears throat> anything that I knew that he was not interested in or has never been interested in. I went and added it to his list. So, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's harmless. Um, but it's petty, you know, and um, I went through and I added probably like 15 different movies and shows. And um, after that, I logged out of the account. Don't know what the password is. Don't even remember what email was used. So I can't get back in there. But I feel like I was pretty petty about it. So, yeah, just wanted to pop in and tell you about <laughs> the one time that I can recall being petty. So, yeah, thanks. That's it. Yeah, that's it. What's the pettiest thing you've ever done to get back at someone? Yeah, let us know. I really am curious. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, very, very curious. Mm -hmm. So we will see you next episode. And as always, stay, stay curious. curious.